Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you here with us on a very special edition of the Hornets Hivecast, which is brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It is an off day for the Hornets, but never an off day here on the HHC, and what a couple of guests we have for you in studio with us today. The new ownership group for the Charlotte Hornets has officially taken charge this season, and they are led by Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin, who are kind enough to join us in studio today. They're going to talk about what their goals are, including building memories for the fan base of the Charlotte Hornets, what they'd like the fans to know about them, their thoughts on the young core already installed here for the Charlotte Hornets, and what they'd like to be remembered for when their time many, 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 many years from now is done being the stewards of this franchise. Can't wait to bring this conversation to you. Let's get it going right now. Without further ado, let's welcome Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall here for the first time to the Hornets Hivecast. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks a lot. We're thrilled to have you. It's only been a few weeks, maybe a couple months now, but how's it been owning an NBA franchise? I'll start on that one. Uh, you know what? It's been it's been great. We've obviously been here a lot. We've had an opportunity to engage with the management team, with our basketball ops, and with the team. And um, you know, it's everything we had hoped for and more. So uh, we're, we're taking it on, and and uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it. And uh, we're excited to to see how the team comes out at the start, and uh, we'll see where we go from here. You guys have used two words a lot in your public comments that really struck me. One is partnership. You want to be partners with the city, partners with all those involved here with the Charlotte Hornets, and also that you are stewards of the franchise, that it's not you know yours to do exactly whatever you want, that you're representing a larger community that loves and cares about this team. Why are those two words so important and meaningful to you? Gabe, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think, you know, we love the game of basketball. You know, we want to be great stewards of, of this franchise. But when we move on in life, the Hornets are still going to be around. And with sports, you pass on that passion generation to generation. And so we think if we build a winning franchise, if we build a great team, we're going to have fans that, that pass that on to the next generation. And we're going to have memories that get created that, that you know really define this franchise. And so that's an exciting thing. We also have the ability to impact lives in the community with the actions that we take. So I think when we say that, it's it's understanding that this is a part of something beyond us and will continue on after we're gone. Rick, how do you hope that mindset is reflected in what you guys do at the top of the organization? You know, we represent the entire community. I think Gabe said it well. And, and how the organization performs on and off the court is we're out there to represent all of, of Charlotte and North Carolina and the Carolinas for that matter. And, you know, we obviously have a simple goal, which is to be the premier franchise in the NBA. And and that goal is not just about winning games, but it's about the culture. It's about how we carry ourselves. It's about the values that we have as, as an organization and, and how we reflect our, our city and our fans and our and all of our partners, our sponsors, et cetera. And, and, and it is, we are, we are owners of the team, but we are stewards for the entire community and, and our fan base. And, and we have to carry ourselves in a way that, that we would all be proud. 
Rick Schnall, Gabe Plotkin, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Seen you guys around the community quite a bit already and at many public events, but there's probably a lot of fans out there who haven't got a chance to get to know you. I'm sure you're going to be shaking a lot of hands over the first homestand and over your first season, but what's something that you would like fans to know about you as you take over the franchise? Gabe, we'll begin with you. Yeah, for me personally, it's it's you know there's a couple things. One, we love the game of basketball. You know, this is a real passion, and we're really excited to be doing it. You know, two, we're we're competitive. You know, anything we do, we want to win, and you know that's really important to us. And I think it should be really important to our fans. And you know, three, we want to do it in in the right way. You know, in a way that reflects high integrity. And so I think those are the most important things for our fans to understand when they think about how we're going to approach ownership. Rick, what should fans know about you? I think Gabe uh, nailed it. Basketball is a huge passion of mine and has been for my entire life. And we're incredibly focused on an organization that we can be proud of and that we can help drive to, to great success on and off the court. And uh, for me, I, I, as Gabe said it, I am incredibly competitive. And so you know, what I would want people to know about me is, you know, I want to win in everything I do. And I expect and we expect to win here. And we are we are going to win, and uh, we're going to do it in the right way. And you win by getting the right people, and setting the right culture and the right tone, and uh, doing it every day and being consistent, working harder than than everybody else. And and I think we, having been here, you asked the question earlier on, you know, or you know, having been here now for several months, it's going to work. It's going to work. We're going to do it. We're going to win, and our competitive drive w- won't allow it for anything else. I'm sure that is music to every Hornets fan's ears right there, that mentality, that mindset. The first thing that you both said, the love of the game, it's clear and obvious. We recently had a chance to sit down with Mitch Kupchak and Steve Clifford on the precipice of the season, and that's the first thing they said about both of you. I think Mitch said specifically they have that Basketball Jones, which is one of my favorite songs from the original Space Jam album. Dating myself a little bit out there, but uh, but they said that you, you both have it. Where is that passion come from because a lot of people love sports or, or love a game but most of us have you know a particular moment where that love really came to be what is it for you that helped you fall in love with the game of basketball rick let's start with you this time uh, well i've played sports all my life and uh, there just is no sport for me like basketball it's it's five people playing together as a team you develop bonds and relationships on the basketball court and in my life, like no other place. And I always say that uh, I can figure somebody out in about five minutes during a pickup game. Uh, is that someone I want to work with? Is that someone I would hire? Is that someone I want to play with? And uh, personalities come out pretty quickly. And um, I love the game. I've played it since I was little, but I but when I started to work, it became my passion and my hobby. And so I played basketball about five 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 or six days a week for about 20 years post-college in lots of different things and camps and fantasy camps and travel teams and over 40 teams and all kinds of things. And, and it was my passion, my fun, my social network. And um, that obviously led to a passion in and around both playing but also watching and understanding the game and what makes people successful in the game. And so I just love the, love the sport and you know, I, I got pretty lucky in 2015. I had an opportunity to invest in, in a team in the Atlanta Hawks. And at that time, after doing that for a couple of years, I thought if I could put myself in a position to be in a control position and have an ability to, to combine my passion with my business experience, 
which has been in, in buying companies and working with companies, that I thought there'd be an opportunity to do something that was unique among NBA teams. And so finding Gabe as a partner who is very like-minded and, and, you know, for me personally, basketball is unique. I mean, obviously there are other sports. There's, there's great sports in football and baseball. Those don't interest me. I just don't think the game itself is as interesting to me, which is great. I, and so to have the ability to get involved in a game that you feel so passionately about and yeah, Mitch, I know Mitch tells me to stop playing, but I'm still out there <laughs> playing pickup. I just played. We just, I just, we just got the staff out there and played for, for the last hour and a half. And, you know, to me, that's part of the passion. And, you know, I can't play like I used to, but I still get myself out there. And it's, there's, there's nothing quite like making a shot or running up and down the floor and delivering an assist. And it's just, it's just a great, just a, it's just a great sport and a, and a special sport. And so be able to be involved for me is, is really special. You really feel that love. We, we can tell it comes through the microphone clearly here. And I, I'm, I'm right there with you. The best sound of the world to me is a perfect shot going straight through the net. There is nothing like it. Gabe, what about you? Where does your passion come from? And I also need to know now in the interview process for this partnership, did you have to play five on five? with Rick? Was that part? Of I it? haven't yet. Uh, we need to. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I played growing up. I played in middle school. I played in high school. I was, I was actually pretty small through a lot of high school, so that, that probably helped me back a bit. But then in college, as I grew, you know, I would play. We had great teams, great intramural teams. I didn't, I didn't play Division One, And then I played after college. And, you know, I think you just said, you know, there's nothing like the ball going through the net. I mean, the other day I was playing horse with the guy who coaches uh, my kid in, in, in basketball. And, you know, we were playing horse, and I was draining threes, and you know, I was like, "Man, that, that sound—you gotta love that sound." So I, I agree; it's the best sound in the world. And I think with with basketball, it's not a coincidence that as the world got exposed to the game, and you know, really took off after the uh, you know the Barcelona Olympics, it's become such a popular global sport because it's easy in terms of accessibility. You just need a ball and a basket; you can do it by yourself. You do it with teammates. And you can always be working on your game, and it's fast paced. There's a lot of scoring. I know a lot of Europeans and others like soccer, and, and nothing against the, the local Charlotte FC team, but I really struggle to watch soccer. There's just not the kind of action that I want to see that happens on a basketball court. And so it's something I'm really passionate about and, and uh, have enjoyed since I was a kid. Well, this Charlotte team definitely brings entertainment. You take over a squad that has LaMelo Ball, maybe the most entertaining player in the game. I'm sure that's one of the reasons for the answer to this question. But from both of you, what specifically about Charlotte made this the organization that you wanted to run? LaMelo is a fine answer, but whatever comes to mind. Gabe, let's start with you. Well, it's not my answer because when I invested initially, he was not on the team. So I, I can't I can't tell you that was the case. But I, you know, I do think Charlotte... You know, we, we said this a couple times, you know, when we've spoken, but it was always perceived and it's still perceived. And I think, you know, that reflects to some degree the lack of success on the court. But, you know, it's always perceived at the bottom of the NBA. Even the ESPN recently had a poll and I think it had us 29th out of 30th. And, you know, that's sort of where you expect Charlotte to be. You know, we think as a city and that's kind of defined how people perceive this organization and, and maybe the city to some degree. But when we looked at the city, when we look at the population growth, we look at the demographics, we look at the business climate, the geographical climate, how great a city it is to live in and want to be here and, and raise kids here. These were all huge positives, you know, a lot of corporate sponsorship opportunities. And, and so when we look at it today and when we fast forward 10, 15 years, we think it's going to become pretty apparent that Charlotte is one of the better cities in the NBA and certainly not at the bottom of that list. And so when that opportunity came to invest in such a great city, you know, we jumped at it. I 
really wholeheartedly believe in everything you just said. For my wife and I, when we moved here to Charlotte, that was a game changer. We can't imagine our lives anywhere else now. Rick, for you, same question. What is it that made Charlotte the attractive place that you wanted to take over a franchise in? Yeah, I think it's the ideal market. You know, it, it as Gabe said, it's it's not viewed as a top 10 market today in the NBA. And part of that is the size of the market, but also the performance that the team has had. And it's a, it's a great city. It's a growing city. It's incredibly well located. It has good weather. It has a very loyal and dedicated fan base. And we also have an opportunity to take a team that's not perceived to be great. In fact, the team hasn't been very good. Let's be frank. The team on the floor has not been very good when you have three playoff wins since 2004. We haven't delivered for our fan base or the community. So the opportunity to come into what I view as a great city in a great location that is growing and all we have is upside. All we have is upside. And so you know, when you think basketball, you think North Carolina and you think Indiana. That, and maybe New York, you tell me. Maybe, maybe people argue Philadelphia, I don't know, or maybe the new world is L.A. But I think North Carolina, I think Indiana. And so we have a chance to buy the professional basketball team in North Carolina in a growing city. And to be, to be frank, since we've been here, it's better than we thought. I mean, it, it, is, a, it is a wonderful city, and uh, it's everything we had hoped for and more. And, and it's, the, it's, it's, it's the right city at the right time for, for great success. It is certainly a place that loves its hoops and it loves its players. And I think one thing that's telling for anyone doing the rankings out there, I think there's something very telling about where players want to retire. You see a lot of players, whenever they end their careers, they end up here. And that says something. I think this is a place we absolutely should be able to attract free agents to play, both because of the quality of the city and a great place to live and the type of franchise we are going to create. This should be a very desirable place for players to play. Rick Schnall, Gabe Plotkin, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. You talked about building a winner and that there is a process to it. But I'm curious where you think the team is along that route. You've already seen the team sign to the first ever rookie max contract in franchise history, LaMelo Ball. That is certainly an accelerant towards where you want to go. Where do you see the team on that path with LaMelo in the full long term? Rick, we'll start with you. Well, we have a young team. We have a really talented team. You know, we have a, a very good core. And if you think about the young players we have with LaMelo, who's now signed for the next five years, Brandon Miller, who's second pick in the draft, who we're very high on, Mark Williams, who's in his second year, who we, we think can be a, a really impactful player in the league. We feel great about that young base. We obviously have two vets in Terry and, and Gordon. And so we think we have a competitive team. We think we have a young team that should compete for the playoffs this year. I'm sure you heard that from, from – I haven't heard their podcast yet, but I'm sure you heard that from Cliff and Mitch. You can check it out. They're in the archives now. They both said it. You know, I think we, we expect to compete for a playoff spot. We do have a lot to build on here, and we have some young, talented players coming off the bench as well. And so the outlook is, is pretty bright for this team. Most teams that win in the NBA have more of a veteran presence than we have on our team. And so we're building towards something. But we certainly have the pieces to, to start that building process. Gabe, what excites you about the young core that is in place here, led by LaMelo Ball? But as mentioned, there's a lot of players that yeah. make it up. Yeah, I think if I call the young core, just take you know LaMelo, Brandon, and Mark, let's say. You, know, you have three guys that... You know, high basketball IQs, share the basketball, work hard at the game. In terms of their positions, they're both, you know, they're all sort of large for their position. So they have kind of great positional length. 
they have the ability to impact the game on both ends and you know it's something that we want to continue to work on and, and they also you know they, they seem to fit together in terms of the pieces i remember when the celtics you know they had paul pierce and they got kevin garnett and ray allen and like it was seamless overnight the way those guys kind of played together and you know makes a lot of sense when you understand their games i think with us you know with Lamelo, brandon and mark you could see something i mean th- there are differences but but you can see something similar where you know you got a great ball handler and passer you got a secondary ball handler and a guy who can really shoot the ball well you got a guy to run pick and rolls with and, and defend the middle and and you got guys that are really good in transition. And so I think it's it's really unique to have a core that also can fit together and you can see them evolve over time and, and become a real force in the league. My last question for you both. You've both been immensely successful in your professional lives and your personal lives. You don't get here without having that being a prerequisite. But for the average person, when your stewardship here with this franchise is done many, 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 many years from now, this is probably going to be the thing that you're most well-known for outside of your family and friends is being in charge of the Charlotte Hornets. When we get to that spot way, way, way down the road, what do you hope fans think of you for or know you for when your time is done here running the Charlotte Hornets? Gabe, we'll start with you. I mean, in my dream, it would be a championship. <laughs> I mean, that that's really what we're all after, right? You know, we, you know, I know they had a ticker tape parade here after the first year to celebrate the fact that we had a franchise. But, you know, I don't know the exact number, but I'm guessing that team won 15 to 20 games. So, you know, if we can deliver to this city a championship and all that comes with that in terms of growing the fan base, growing the business, having people really be excited about Hornets basketball, that would be the ultimate outcome. And I think that starts with building a winning culture, going about things the right way. And I think when they look back on our time and they say, wow, these guys really, they were committed. They were willing to invest behind this team. They wanted to win. They wanted to compete. If we do those things, you know, it's it's hard to win a title. I mean, we'll have to see how that goes. You know, there's only one out of 30 teams that do it. And there's a lot of great players that have come and gone and, and never won a championship. And same with organizations. But I think that's the ultimate goal. But trying to build the right processes and structure to move to that point If people look back on our time and say, wow, these guys committed everything they could to building a winning team and they won an awful lot, then I think we'll be successful. Rick, same question for you. What do you hope people say about Rick Schnall when you are done with this tenure here with the Hornets? Yeah, I think Gabe said it well. I hope people look back and say we were great stewards for the franchise, that we ran the business in a consistent way, that we were approachable as individuals, and that um, we built an organization that could sustain successfully well past our time and hopefully we'll be remembered for for building something special here in charlotte well as a member of the staff it's a real thrill and honor to have you guys here we're excited for the energy you bring and we're excited to see what comes here this season and beyond for the charlotte hornets thanks for joining us appreciate it thank you thanks sam that's going to do it for this edition of the hhc cannot thank enough rick schnall and gabe plotkin for taking so much time out of their busy schedules to be with us here on the hornets hivecast i hope you've enjoyed the conversation continue to spread the word let people know that they can hear from the new ownership leadership here for the hornets they're two great guys and uh, hopefully their love of the game their their energy and enthusiasm for this franchise and this city came through in the conversation, certainly came through for me here on this side of the table. If you'd like to comb through the archives, we've got many, many more great conversations here available for you now on the Hornet Tivecast. Earlier, just before the season, we had a chance to talk to Hornets General Manager and President of Basketball Operations, Mitch Kupchak, as well as Head Coach Steve Clifford. They talked about their expectations for this season, which does include the playoffs, so definitely would encourage you to go back through the archives, check those out. Tomorrow, 
We're back to game day editions of the HHC. We'll have our game preview for the Hornets homestand finale against the Brooklyn Nets. Look forward to talking to you then. Till next time, with thanks again to Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin for joining us here. To our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together. Most of all, to all of you for tuning in. I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for another edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.